0: Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Networks Zero Trust Solution. Go out to PaloAltoNetworks.com. That's PaloAltoNetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed.
1: Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All
0: right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, a platform dedicated to you, industrial professionals all around the world. You are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you solve problems each and every day. You're making the world a better place. Thank you very much for what you do and thank you for your continued support of this very important platform, this ecosystem. We are broadcasting on-site. This is SMRP's 31 conference here in Orlando and it's bigger, stronger, faster than it has ever been. We have more people attending. We have more vendors attending. It is all here happening now and if you want to be in the world of maintenance, asset management, reliability or everything in between, this is an organization for you to get engaged with. Go out to smrp.org, smrp.org. Find out more. They have a lot going on, and that's why we're going to be talking to Paul. GE Digital, we're going to be talking a little bit about SMRP. We're going to be talking about all the activity that is taking place out there and then some. So let's get cracking. How you doing for our annual conversation, Paul?
1: I am doing great, and it's my pleasure to be here. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. It's exciting. It's, every
0: year it's like, hey, how are you? Oh, hey. You know, it's, it's been just so fine.
1: It has. So you've been having a good conference? This is a great conference. As you mentioned, uh, it's record, right? We have record attendance, record vendors. Uh, and it has been a fabulous conference in terms of information share, uh, networking. Uh, yeah. re- really good. It's just a right size conference to yeah. be able to, to see all your old friends make a bunch of new friends.
0: It is. I, I always walk away with a smile because it's just, it is. It's Everybody's just so happy to, to be a part of this uh, organization. So, once again, smrp.org. Find out more. That's important. So, let's talk a little bit. Of, first off, again, for the new listeners, give us a little background on Paul.
1: Well, um I've been in the business for uh, several years now. I am uh, my real job as I say is with the GE Digital. I'm an APM industry principal there. I've been working in this space for over 20 years. APM reliability of equipment, uh, those kind of things. And
0: for the listeners, APM asset, asset performance, performance management. management. Yes. Got it?
1: And uh, I'm also uh, quite active with SMRP. I'm the past chair uh, on the board still and uh, doing a lot of work there. Uh, SMRP has a lot of uh, interesting things going on globally. Tell me the difference, because I want to know.
0: So we have maintenance, we have uh, reliability, we have asset management, we have asset uh, asset performance management. Explain to me the differences that exist there.
1: Well, if you think about uh, maintenance, maintenance is uh, maintaining that equipment so that when you need it, it's ready to go. It's, uh, it's addressing potential issues that you know about through uh, preventive maintenance, predictive maintenance, efficiency of your workforce, those kind of things. Then if you think about reliability, reliability is all about failures. It's how do we prevent failures. Uh, It's how do we eliminate failures when they occur. It is how do we build a proper asset strategy for maintenance to execute that meets the business needs of our organization which is really important you know uh, we're engineers and sometimes we want to just engineer for the fun of it yeah. but we need to be engineering around the the outcomes that our companies are trying to achieve and reliability plays a big role in that so reliability proactively feeds into maintenance asset management is a bigger picture you know uh, especially with ISO 55000 all the standards and processes associated with that uh, how do we get value out of our assets of which maintenance and reliability is a subcomponent of that? You know, if you think about 55000 a strategic part of that is the uh, SAMP, the Strategic Asset Management Plan. And then for particular assets, there's an asset management plan which rolls up to that. That's where the maintenance and reliability issues come into play there. And then lastly, asset performance management. Well, that's a term that was. Uh, coined years ago by Bonds Hart, who was the owner of Meridium, and that's really structured around uh, how do we uh, maintain, how do we uh, perform reliability on our assets, and how do we get a better performance out of our assets to deliver, to deliver uh, the value that our companies needs. Very asset focused.
0: With that said, with that segue, how do we how do we take that? That seems more strategic. Is that? sort of the higher level more strategic looking at your operations from that perspective is that and then
1: you look at it how do we how do we gain value out of that yeah so if we think about uh, these outcomes that our companies uh, want to achieve you know the next thing we should ask ourselves is how can we achieve that and then it becomes what are the things that are keeping us from achieving these outcomes today in other words if they're so important why haven't we already achieved them And that's where we become uh, much more detailed in looking at solutions which align with those outcomes that create the value we need to achieve those outcomes. And so, you know, know, from that perspective, that's where APM, reliability, maintenance uh, start to come into play. How do we address those, uh, what I call them, uh, you know, they're they're the blockers, the things that are blocking us from achieving higher performance, sometimes those are really difficult problems that we've been trying to solve for years. And sometimes it just requires the right focus.
0: But but it, it, it seems heavily human centric. It has little to do with the technology. It has everything to do with the people. And how do you get that Boat rowing in the same direction. That's uh, that's the challenge.
1: That that's a interesting statement because it's really true. The answer is yes and yes. Uh, we're engineers and we sometimes become enamored with technology, right? Oh well, this is a great technology. Oh yeah, that shiny what, object, baby. What problem can I solve? Right. Yeah, you know, let's go yeah. find a problem to solve. But but you're right. Uh, we've got to get them properly aligned, and then. This is a really interesting thing. Our most, My most successful customers out in the marketplace, the people I work with are the people who think about, I've got these new work processes. I've got these new technologies enabling work processes. I've got new technologies that are integrating data to give me insights. How do I make that? sustainable and how do I drive adoption? How do I get my people using these work processes? How do I get them leveraging the power of the solutions? And that's the key. And the most successful organizations are the the ones who can step back and address these two questions about sustainability and adoption and how am I going to handle the change management associated with the workforce? Now, you know, uh, we're struggling with Industry 4.0 and now we're hearing about Industry Every five yeah
0: I heard that and
1: i was yeah. thinking to myself can we just get through yeah four? you're right about that but but you really hit on a very salient point the key to really being successful is how do we leverage the people to uh, to drive value using these new technologies but Paul this seems overwhelming you know when when
0: we talk about this this just seems overwhelming
1: mm-hmm.
0: can we in good conscience incrementally do this
1: yes and and uh you know that old saying that we've all heard a million times you eat an elephant one bite at a time right well here's how we start if you're running a plant an organization you know you've got some equipment out there that's critical it's critical to your revenue it's critical to your cost that's where we start we start with the most important assets that you have out there the most important things that are going on and we address that then we move on to the next one there is no magic wand there is work associated with this but you start with the uh, with the most important things and drill down how do
0: you deal when you start to uh, prioritize your assets and removing the that's my motor That's my favorite motor and it becomes a personal thing as opposed to something that is truly, no, I'm sorry, Scott, your motor is not that important.
1: Well, uh, these things take great leadership. Right, it comes up to the leadership of these organizations to help uh, the maintenance, reliability, asset management departments be able to properly execute. That it really is a key element, you know. Uh, uh, leaders sometimes have to step up and say, This is what we're going to do because it's the right thing to do. So, that's a good way to handle that. Leadership comes into to play. Another good thing is. Many times, if you think about operational people, they they came from a, a completely different discipline. They might not be engineers. They didn't grow up in maintenance. And we have to help them understand. We have to educate them. And a lot of that is on us as the maintenance reliability professional to do our jobs. But
0: we've been down this road before there, Paul, and and, uh, some executives said that this is important because it does impact in a positive way our bottom line. But that executive decided that after three years he's going on to bigger and better things and we got a new person in there, so there's a lot of change. How do we ensure some continuity between those leadership things?
1: Uh, Where do you come up with these great questions? It, it, that's a cha- that, I lived so let, through it. Yeah. So let me just tell you, that's a real challenge, and here's what I've seen. I've seen companies essentially become at the uh, the pinnacle of being a reliability-driven organization. And 10 years later, they have fallen off quite a lot, and it's exactly what you said. The key is for the most successful companies to embed this in their culture. Uh, as they have uh, new executives in training, they have new leaders that are uh, that are being mentored and coming up. Uh, it is really critical that this become a part of the culture. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes, exactly what you said, uh, the, the, those leaders move on, retirement hits, all of these people who've yeah. been doing this for 20 years are suddenly gone, and, and now you've backed up.
0: What is interesting is, as I've always. Because there's always inefficiencies that exist in the operation, and there's like low-hanging fruit, like you said. Well, let's focus on these assets. These are important assets. They're struggling, so we can probably gain some value out of it, right? It's, it's, it's right there. Right, just tweak this, do this, and you get those those aha moments. But then eventually, those aha moments wane, and you you've got to try to sustain this. And and nobody says, hey. Our operation is just singing but you don't see
1: those big like drops or or do whatever you see what I'm getting at I do and uh, first of all you've got another great point there never ever as long as you live and breathe underestimate the value of a few short-term wins exactly what you do yeah. but you're but you're right later on you know our organizations properly done start running much more efficiently better and then what happens often our leaderships say tell me again why we're spending all this money on maintenance because we aren't having problems that's right that's why it's so important for the leadership to embed this into the culture of the organization and it's hard to do if it was easy we wouldn't be talking about it right it's hard to do it is and what's so
0: fascinating is it all it takes is just that one catastrophic event on that particular uh, asset, shutting something down, and then all of a sudden, that maintenance dollar doesn't look so so bad, as opposed to that catastrophic event that we
1: decided that we wanted to sweat that asset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the areas I've become very interested in in the last few years is risk, risk management. There you go. How do we understand risk? How do we manage that risk? How do we... Uh put some dollar values around the risk and you know uh, we're engineers and one of the things we're good at a lot of things one of the things we're not very good is estimating the probabilities associated with risk on some of these assets
0: brings up a good point how do we begin to in, in, infuse risk and, and identifying and, and
1: tangibly quantifying those risks? Oh, there's a whole body of knowledge in this area. And and sort of too, for us that are working in maintenance and reliability, you know, we're really concerned about the risk of failure, the risk of these assets having an unexpected failure. But it's a much bigger... It uh, is. It's a much bigger area. You know, most of our companies... Uh, have this group called the enterprise risk management groups, right? And those, they're interested in business continuity, right? All of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah so risk really permeates uh, our work life, and you know what? It permeates for a lot of us our, uh, our personal life as well. If once you start working in this area of risk, you don't look at anything anymore without thinking about risk.
0: But I think it's 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 a way of being able to take that hook because we're we're naturally inclined with financial risk. We've 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 that's part of our DNA. Hey, that's a risk there. But operational risk needs to be more tangible and and it seems. And, go ahead.
1: And it also needs to be dynamic. Yes. You know. So here's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go out and we do criticality analysis and oh. Uh, Then we do some risk analysis around that. And we decide, oh, this is in our heat heat map. It's up in the red. Let's get it down to the green. We develop an asset strategy for that. And suddenly life is good. But you know what happens? They're just like equipment's like people. And over time, the risk of failure starts to creep up. And so uh, we've been working quite a lot in this area of what we call operational risk. How do we sort of make our risk assessments dynamically? And what that does then when you can do that by sort of combining uh, uh, criticality and asset health and current, uh, all this data we're getting now to currently give us a picture of the health of the asset, how do we sort of combine that? And when we do that, it's gonna impact the things we do on a daily basis. You know, we've got our strategy laid out, we're gonna execute our PMs, our PDMs, all the things that we're gonna do, but there may be other things that we need to do when our risk dynamically creeps up on us over time.
0: I think that that is a, 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 an area within the world of asset performance management that can definitely increase. I, I just think that that, because I'm, I'm being a financial guy uh, in the past, long ago, galaxy far, far away, uh, I was always sensitive to risk. But rarely did we ever say, if that thing goes down, what's that impact? And quantify it, not, not, not you know, swag it quantify it that says yeah that's what's going to happen
1: yeah in my real life with GE digital we have some customers who are doing uh, really uh, uh, pretty I'd say groundbreaking breaking work around this idea of dynamic risk uh, opera- operationalizing risk that's uh, that's going on there so that's an area that's really uh, really starting to develop and I think over the next uh, uh, you know months and years uh, we'll see a lot more uh, developments in this area before I wrap
0: up. Where
1: do you see uh,
0: SMRP going? Like, what what are some of the new things that are?
1: T- ah, SMRP. Uh, I love to talk about SMRP yes. because they're doing such good work. You know, we we have a lot of things going on. We've just announced here. Uh, you know, we have the certifications, the uh, yep. only, only ANSI-certified uh, uh, certifications in maintenance and reliability, the CMRP, the CMRT, and we've just announced some training that's coming out for that. We have practice exams, and uh, we're doing a lot of work globally. So if we think about uh, of the last two years, we've developed a working relationship with PMAC the, of, of Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an MOU with them, and uh, they offer – what we're trying to do is leverage what we have – Globally, by working with other organizations that are more regionally focused, so they're really focused in Atlanta. I'm sorry, in uh, in Canada. Well, there's no reason for us to go in and establish infrastructure in Canada. Mm-hmm. Let's work with these different organizations to uh, let them leverage our information, and we want to leverage their information. So we've got one of those with PMAC. We have um, a relationship with uh, IAM. Uh, uh, globally. We're working uh, more and more closely with Abermon in South America. Uh, we're working uh, some with the Asset Management Council in Australia. So so that's really our objectives. You know, if you think about SMRP, uh, memberships and CMRPs around the world, we're uh, about 12,000 members and, and CMRPs around the globe now. So uh, 52% of our membership is outside of the United States. All you
0: have to do is a run a query in uh, LinkedIn and just type in SMRP and then you look at what pops up the list
1: international yes international yeah 52 percent and across the globe the CMRP that certification is the most valued certification of all and it's because it's ANSI certified right you know there's yeah. there's a, a stringent uh, a bunch of rules that come ar- come along with being certified and getting recertified in that area. I
0: got to tell you, Paul, I'm pretty excited about uh, um, SMRP and what's what's happening and the impact it's having in in everything. I mean, it's, it's an amazing organization, and I really appreciate it. How do they get a hold of you, Paul?
1: Oh, uh, you can get a hold of me at paul.casto at ge.com. And uh, it's been my pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you again soon. <laughs> Next year.
0: all right we're gonna wrap it up on the other side we're gonna have all the contact information for paul out on industrial talk so make sure that you reach out that's your that's your task list reach out with paul and, and and get more about smrp and we're broadcasting from smrp's 31st annual conference here in orlando it is exactly what he was saying It's a collection of individuals that are really focused on solving your challenges. You need to put this on your calendar for next year. So go out to smrp.org, find out more, get engaged, become a member ASAP. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk. We will be right back. Good job.
1: All right, brother.
0: Yeah, always good. Always good, my friend. You're listening to the
1: Industrial Talk Podcast Network.
0: Paul. Paul never disappoints. I've had him on a couple of times. Every time he just hits it out of the ballpark. He is amazing. Reach out to Paul. GE Digital is the company. We're going to have all the contact information for Paul out on Industrial Talk. So yeah, make that a priority. Reach out to Paul. Also, make it a priority to go to smrp.org. And I'm the, the, the profession of asset management, uh, reliability, maintenance, and everything else, uh, that should be your first stop. Go out to smrp.org. Look into their certification program. Be a part of the community. And, 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 you know, I can't speak enough about SMRP, so go out to smrp.org. We're building an ecosystem here at Industrial Talk. We want you to be a part of it. We're about education, collaborating, and, of course, innovating. Think about it. All right. We're going to have another great conversation coming from SRMA, SMRP, shortly. So stay-